Hey, good morning, everybody. Today's daf is Gittin Daf Tzadi, the very last daf of Meseches Gittin. We are holding on daf Petas, and basically we didn't quite make it to the Mishnah on the top of Tzadi and Ralph. We are at Lo Matsu Dover Al in the first wide line of Daf Petas and Base. Today's share is sponsored by Dr. David Landerer, non of his wife and children, Ali Nishmas, his mother, Goldaba Simcha, Allah Shalom. It's also sponsored by Alvin Siegel and family in memory of his mother's yard site, Esther Bas Tzvi Elimelech HaKohen. And it's also sponsored by Eva and Sheldon Hamburger in memory of the yard site of Joel I. Hamburger, MD, the Neshama uh, Shevin Aliyah. We thank all of the sponsors very much for the sponsorship. It's nice that Dr. Landerer doesn't have to be lonely anymore, so that's, uh, that's good. Um, we are, uh, what we're going to discuss today is the following. We're going to talk about uh, if there was a call of Kiddushin. Yesterday the whole sugi was about call. So what if there was a call that a woman was uh, had Kiddushin with a guy, and then she was Makabal Kiddushin from another guy, with Kiddushin Vadai from the other guy. So uh, they had asked that Shaila to Shmuel, and one of the things Shmuel said was, Hamidu Adavar al you need to investigate and see what the source of that call was. So the first thing we're going to discuss today is what happens if we're not able to verify what the source of that call is. Is she allowed to stay married? Because she stay married to the second guy, the first guy, both, whichever one she chooses, not both, but whichever one she chooses, right? So we're going to have a discussion about that. That's going to bring us all the way to the Mishnah on Sadi Then the Mishnah on Sadi is going to discuss the very last Mishnah of the Masechta is going to discuss what a number of Echron point out probably should have been the first mission of the Masechta, which is what are grounds for divorce? Why would anyone ever get divorced? And it's all based on the Pasuk, not in this week's Parsha, but in next week's Parsha, so close to a Davyomi coincidence, that describes getting divorced. And we're going to have three Shitos in the Mishnah. The Gemara is going to explain how each Shita is based on a reading of the Pasuk of Kimatsuba Erva's Davar, that where the Pasuk describes, you get one gets divorced because Matzaba Erva so we're going to explain how it's based on the Pesuk. And then the Gemara is going to tell us uh, that uh, once we're explaining the Pasuk, the word ki, ki ervas davar, the word ki in the Torah could mean four different things. And uh, what, what, what our Machlokas might boil down to is what the word ki means in this context. Then the Gemara is going to talk about what if a person divorces without cause? Does he have to remarry her? Meaning if there are three shitos about what proper cause is and a person gets divorced without proper cause, so there's an ob- is there an obligation to take her back? And uh, the Gemara is going to talk about three different types of attitudes that husbands have toward the tzniyus of their wives. And like with most things in life, the, the extremes are not something the Gemara is particularly uh, thrilled with. It's Tafka, someone who uh, has a more moderate uh, attitude. And then the Gemara is going to talk about our attitude toward one who marries a prutza, meaning if a woman was a prutza and that's why her first marriage ended, what do we think about the guy that then marries her next? And then at the end of the, the Masechta, the Gemara talks about whether it's proper to get divorced when uh, when you don't have any of these causes. And it's just say you don't get along. You just don't, uh, it's just not working out. So is that a good enough reason for a couple to get uh, to get divorced? So let's begin. Again, we are holding at uh, the first uh, wide line of Daf Peitasam and Beis, Lo Matsu Davar Al so this is a continuation of the Shiloh that they had asked Shmuel. The Shiloh they had asked Shmuel was that there was a call that a woman had received Kiddushin from a guy, and then she went and she received Kiddushin Torah from a second guy. And now they were not Matzliach in finding what the source of the call was. So, so then what's the halacha? 
Amrafuna Megarish Rishon. She has to divorce. She has to get a get from the first guy, the one that there was a call that she had kiddushin with. and then she could stay married to the second guy who had given her kiddushin. Avul Megarish but she cannot uh, leave the second guy, receive a get from him, and just be married to the first guy. So the Gemara says, "Well, my time. Why not? What would be the problem with that of divorcing the second guy and going back to the first guy?" Because because then people are going to say, no, she was really originally married to the first guy, and probably the reason she accepted Kiddushan from the second guy was because the first guy divorced her. So here's a case where a woman got divorced, she married somebody else, and now she's going back to the first husband, and that's an Isser of Machzir Grushoso. You're not allowed to be Machzir Grushoso after she already had Erosin with, uh, with somebody else. The Torah says, Lo yuchal baila harishon so, uh, so they, you're not, the first husband's not allowed to take her back. Now, it happens to be if he, he was a Megarisher after Erisin, there's a Machlokas in Yevamas, a Machlokas Tanoim between Rabbi Yossi ben Kippur and the Chachamim. So, we're assuming Al Pishitas Chachamim that it's Asura even if it was only Mina Erisin. So people are going to say that he was Maxim Grushaso Mina Erisin, assuming like that sheet that that's a problem to be Maxim Grushaso Mina Erisin. So Rav Shinna prayed Ravidi Amar, no, Af Megari Shani Vinosi Rishon. She can also choose to be Megari the second guy. And go back to the first guy. Why? No one's going to assume he's being Erisin. You know what people are going to assume? That the Cham did a whole investigation and they realized that the Kiddushin of the second guy was a Kiddushin Ta'us because she was really married to the first guy the whole time. And the first guy had never divorced her. And therefore, she's going back to her one and, one and only true husband. So uh, not, no one's going to know that we required her to receive a get from the second guy in order to go back to the first husband. People aren't going to hear about that. They'll just see that she's going back to the first husband. Everyone's going to realize that everyone's going to think that there must have been a kiddushé to'us. The Rosh writes, and even if people do know that the second guy gave her a get, it's still not going to be a chashash because they'll say that maybe after he gave her a get, they realized that his whole kiddush was kiddushé to'us and there was no need for that get. So even if they know that there was a get, they're not, they, they, they might say that that get wasn't really worth it's just because they didn't have all the information at the time that he gave the get. And then they realized afterwards that the second guy's whole kiddushin was only a kiddushin ta'us. So now the Gemara says, and what if you have a similar but different case? Now the case we've been dealing with until now was the kiddushin rishon was just a call. Kiddushin sheni was kiddushin gemurin. What if it's a call from each of them that uh, there was call of kiddushin from both the first guy and the second guy, but there is no edim for, for the Kiddush Sheni. So, Mahu, what's the din in such a case? So, Amrav Papa, Avzu, Megarish Rishon, Venosei Sheni. Even in this case, where uh, there's the Kiddush Sheni is only a call, Rafuna is going to hold, she has to leave the first husband and marry the second husband, Dafka, and not the opposite, because people shouldn't say that the first guy is being Machzor Grushaso. Amemar, Amar, Muteres, Lashneem. Amemar says, no, no, in this case, even Rafuna is going to be Moda, that she's Mutter to whichever 
whichever one she wants. She can stay married to whichever one she wants and just receive a get from the other one. And we're not choshesh. The people are going to say that the first guy is being machzer grushaso. It's only a kol bialma that she was niskadsha l'sheni. We don't have we don't have a real bona fide meisikidushin that we can point to with the second guy. The whole thing is only a kol bialma. The ritva explains that she's muteres to marry the first guy mimanavshuk. That if she was never niskadish to him at all in the first place, so then as soon as she gets a get from her husband, she's allowed to go marry this guy because she was never married to him. He's a total stranger to her. It's not machzukushasa at all. And if she was niskadish to the first guy, then her old kiddushin to the second guy wasn't chal. It was never a kiddushin at all. So uh, because it's a call, it's a the, the it's a call that's yotzalach erisin, and we paskin that we're not choshesh for a call that's yotzalach erisin. So the ritva says manavshuk, it's going to be okay. Vehilchasa. So we paskin muteres l'shneihem that in a case where it's a call from both of them, then muteres l'shneihem, then she's muteres to both of them. Okay, so now we move on to the final mishnah in the mesachta, and again, it's all based on uh, the mishnah's discussion. The mishnah's only discussion is. What are grounds for divorce? Pasuk says in the Torah, A couple gets divorced and then, Why? And then they get, he gives her a get and they uh, they get divorced. So the Mishnah brings a machlokas. What are grounds for divorce? First sheet is She has to be chashran znus in order to be uh, in order to, to divorce her. Shneimar because that's the uh, exactly what the pasuk said. Ki matzava ervas davar. That's the only case where the Torah says you are then because of law safer krisos. You then write her a safer krisos. The uh, Basil Alomrim, Afilu Ukdicha Tavshilo. Basil says, no, even if she just burns his food, he's able to be Megarishur, even though there's no evidence of any misbehavior on her part, any pretzels, any znos, or anything like that. Shenemar, Kimatsuba Ervas Davar. Basil says that the Pasuk is actually pointing to two separate causes for divorce, either Erva or Davar. Davar means Tvarma, anything, anything that you don't like. That uh, that uh, or anything that she does to harm him, such as ruining his food. Rabbi Akiva Omer, third shita, that she didn't have to do anything. Even if you don't find an dvar erva, nor do you find a davar anything else, it's just you found another woman who uh, you think you'll get along better with. Because the pasuk says that if he just doesn't like her, so that's also grounds for divorce. The Mishnah Melech in the tenth paragraph of quotes from a number of Achronim that Beishame and Beisil Shita are just Eitzatova Kamash Milan, meaning they're giving uh, good advice of when the proper, uh, what would be proper cause for divorce. But what if you're Megarishur without proper cause? So uh, you don't violate any Isser. That's, uh, that's what the Mishnah Melech quotes from Akronim. Mishnah Melech himself disagrees. And he says, no, it's an Isser Minat Torah. The Torah is telling you this is why you get divorced and not for uh, for other reasons, so the uh, there's a big discussion. The Chuvas Maram Lublin he quotes a chuva from the Lavush, where he says that if you have a shchiv mirah that gives a get ishto, and we had a million cases of this in Yevamos and here in Gittin, a shchiv mirah gives a get ishto. Why would he do that? He's dying. What does he care? Why does he give a get to his wife? Because he's doing her a favor. He knows that his brother is going to cause problems with the chalitza and that they don't have any children, and he loves her. He doesn't want her to have to suffer through that. So he gives her a get. 
so that she's not going to have to deal with the Yibam situation. So he's Megari Shermitoch Ava. So the Lush says, How do I know that it's even a valid get? The Torah in the Parsha of Get says, So it sounds like, at the very least, it has to be Losim Tzachain Be'enav. That maybe it's an invalid get if she Davka Yisma Tzachain Be'enav and he's Megari Sher. That's the Kasha that the Lavush has. That all these cases in the Gemara seem to be against a Pasuk in the, in the Torah. So the Behuda in a Chuvin Madura Tinyan in Ebenezerism Kubchavtes quotes the Sa'ara and he says that which the Torah says, Vayim Lomsim Tzachain, is not a lotion of Tanai, that it's only Al Tanai Zeh, we're Matir Gerushin. The Pasuk is speaking in the most common case, Mechitesi, a person who's going to be Megari wife that he's getting along perfectly with. So the Pasuk gives the most common example that this is why people would typically get divorced. The Archashulchan quotes this Lavush in Ebenezerism Kuf Memhei, and he says, I don't understand the Shaila, according to those Shitos that, have, that, that we just mentioned in the Mishnah Melech, that even according to Beishamim Vesil, that a person should not be Megarish unless he finds the Dover ever, that that's only a mitzvah, but it's not a chova, it's an Eitzatova Bialma. So of course it could be Megarish or Me'ava. Meaning if you assume like the Shitos, that it's only in Eitzatova Kamashmulan, that all of this, uh, our whole Mishnah is only in Eitzatova, so then there's no problem at all. And even if you assume that it's not just in Eitzatova, but uh, Beishamim is only when he's Megarish or Balkarcha, the whole Machlux Beishamim Beisil Rebekiva in our Mishnah is if he's Megarish or Balkarcha, but if he's Megarish or Luritzona, then there's no question. If a couple decides mutually to get divorced, that's not an issue. Our whole Mishnah is discussing if the husband makes a unilateral decision that he wants to be Megarish, what would be proper cause for such a unilateral uh, decision? So uh, the Chuvas Emek Halacha quotes these Terutzim, and then he says, but the truth is, you don't need Terutzim. The Levush made his own drush. He's not a Tana. I mean, the Levush made his own drush from a Pasuk, and he asks Akasha that based on my drush from a Pasuk, the whole Mishnah and, and all the Mesechus Yivamas doesn't make sense. Well, you don't get to make a drush from a Pasuk. So he says he doesn't understand why everyone's getting all excited about this Kasha of the Lavush, he doesn't think it's a kasha at all. Now, uh, the the uh, the in in, in the Torah Tamima, he points out that you know it's a, it's a little off putting the sheet of Rabbi Akiva that uh, matzah that that matzah or the sheet of Beisilal hikdicha tavshilo. That's going to be cause for uh, for a person to get divorced. So Torah Tamima points out that the the these sheetos are litovasan luzchusan ukvodon shel benos Yisrael that they were instituted to protect the cover of Benos Yisrael. Because if Me'ikra Din, one is only allowed to be Megarish Mishum Ervas Dava, like Shitas Beishamai, then what if uh, a couple gets divorced for some other reason? What if they just can't stand each other? They're both tzaddikim, they're both wonderful Jews, they both didn't do anything wrong, they're just, they're totally incompatible, they can't live with each other. So, so what's going to happen? The whole world's going to say, oh, we know the only reason you're allowed to get divorced is Ervas Dava, so she must be a Zona, and she must be a Prutza, and she must, so in order to protect the dignity of a Israel, when there in, inevitably are going to be divorces that are not based on uh, any of these three, uh, you know, of, the, of these three events. So, in order to protect the dignity of Benos Yisrael, the Beisilah and the Rabbi Akiva said, It doesn't necessarily mean that she did anything wrong just because they're getting divorced. Okay, so says the Gemara now, Tanya. Amru Beisilah Beishamai Beisilah Tainus to the Beishamai Valokvar Nemar Davar Beishamai. How can you say that the only cause for divorce is if she 
as if she uh, she she did a dvar erva. The pasuk says davar. Davar implies much more broad type of uh, behaviors, not just uh, something like uh, like doing a dvar erva. So erva. So says yeah, but the pasuk also says ervas, and ervas implies that it's a dvar erva. So Amulam Basil says back to the Bishamai, I understand why it says ervas and why it says davar, because im nemar ervas velo nemar davar, if it only would have said ervas and not davar, hayisi omer mishum erva teitze, mishum davar lo teitze. If it only would have said ervas, then I would have made the mistake of arriving at your conclusion, Bishamai, that the only cause for divorce is ervas, lekach nemar davar, and that's why it has to say davar, to say that anything that she wrongs him with, vilu nemar davar velo nemar ervas, and had it only said Dover, I would say that if a woman gets divorced because of something else, then then she can go get remarried to somebody else. Didn't work out with this guy. She did something not nice to this guy. So let her go get married to someone else. But I would have assumed that if the reason for the end of the first marriage was the Tvar Erva that she had did, that she had done, then she's not allowed to ever get married again. I would have assumed that she is she has proven that she's incapable of marriage. That's why it has to say ervas to tell me that even if the first marriage ended as a result of a dvar erva that she had done, still she's still allowed to get remarried. We're not going to prevent her from trying again. And according to the Beishamai hold that it's only because of a dvar erva that a woman, that a man is allowed to divorce his wife. Where do they darshan from the word davar? So nemar kan davar. It says by get, it says the word davar. And when it talks about edus, it says davar. So we darshan just like when Makabaladus and Bazin, only when the Shnei Edim and not an Echad, Afkan Bishnei Edim. So to Bagerishin, we're not going to force him to divorce his wife as a result of a Dvar Erva unless that Dvar Erva is verified by Shnei Edim. Just a suspicion alone of a Dvar Erva is not going to be uh, is not going to be reason for us to uh, encourage him to divorce his wife. Now the Yushami raises the question that according to Beishamai, Tosos uh, quotes the uh, the Yushalmi that asks the question that according to the Shita of the Beishamai, why does the pasuk have to say that when the second uh, the, the, the uh, husband divorces her, lo yuchal baila rishon asher sholcha lo shuv lekafta that the first husband is not allowed to take her back. The iser of machzir grushaso after she gets married to somebody else. Anyway, they're not going to be allowed to get remarried because she's a soto who's asura labayla. Meaning, according to the beishamai, the only way that uh, that she's going to get divorced under normal circumstances is that there were two edim that she had cheated on her first husband. So now I need the Torah to tell me. Oh, so if she gets remarried to a second husband, then divorces the second husband, she's not allowed to marry the first husband. Of course, she's not allowed to marry the first husband. Even if she doesn't get remarried, she's not allowed to marry the first husband. She's a sota. We had a whole masechta about that. So uh, Tosa suggests. Uh, that uh, from the Yushalmi that it's lavrala b'shnei lavin that uh, that's how Tosun sends the answer to the Yushalmi that enochinami she's asura anyway but in order to make a separate or a second or that's associated with it as well the Rashba however says that uh, his understanding is that the kasha of the Yushalmi is that she's already asura because matzaba uh, erva and because of that he was megarisher so mele she's asura she's she's asura to him and uh, he says that even if lo matzaba dvar erva and you're we don't force you to be machzir her if you divorce her with 
without cause. So you need the pasuk to tell me that even if you were megarisher without being matzah badvar erva, still asalolatziva. Meaning the Rashi says you still need a pasuk. Tell me that there's nisur matzah grushaso because Eino Kanani Beishamai is talking about uh, what would be proper grounds for divorce. Not everybody waits for proper grounds for divorce. Proper grounds for divorce would make her a sota, and therefore she'd be asura to ever, ever go back to the husband. But sometimes people get divorced without proper grounds, and therefore she's, uh, she, she may have a havamina of going back to the first husband. So comes the Torah and says, no, there's an isra called Maxir grushaso after she got married to somebody else. You're not allowed to be Maxir her. So now the Gemara explains the uh, back and forth between the Beishama and the Beishilel. Or Beishilel, Beishilel would respond to the Beishamai, Miksiv Erva Bidavar. I mean, the way the Beishamai understood Davar is that you need Eidos that she uh, that she had misbehaved, that she had uh, done a Dvar's Nus. Well, Beishilel says, you know, if that's what the Pasuk meant, it should have said she did Erva Bidavar. Bidavar means with Eidos. That would have been uh, explicit. But that's not what the Pasuk says. The Pasuk says Ervas Davar. So I must be right that it's telling you that uh, grounds for divorce are either Erva or Davar. That one or the other. Ubeisham and Beisham would respond, Miksiv, O Erva, O Davar. Does, uh, does, does the Pasuk say, O Erva, O Davar, one or the other? Right In Hebrew, in English, when we say, when we give two options, it's this or that. In, uh, in, in, in Hebrew, it's uh, oze, oze. That's why when you talk to Israelis who are learning English, they say, or this, or this, right? So, so they, because uh, that, they're translating the o, o. So they, meaning that's what it should have said. It should have said, O erva, O davar, according to you, Beisilel. O Beisilel, Beisilel would respond, Lahachi, um, the reason it doesn't say erva, bidavar, is because that would have implied like you, the Beishamai. And it doesn't say, O erva, O davar, because that would have implied that, uh, that, that you're only able to divorce her if you find Dvar Erva or you find the other Dvar Sirchon. So, Ksiv Erva's Dvar, Demash Mahachi, Mash Mahachi. I want to be able to darshan both of those halachas from the Pasuk. So we use a lashon that's sort of in between, that's just vague enough that could be, it could be understood in both ways. So we learn two halachas. Number one, you need edus Barura on whatever, on the Dvar Erva in order for her to become a suratim and for him to be obligated to divorce her. And second, that he's able to divorce her even if he just found a Dvar and not an Erva. Right, so when there's erva, he must divorce her. When the, and, and when there's erva with uh, with edus, when there's just davar, then he's allowed to divorce her. Then we had Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva Omer Afilu Matza Acheres. That even if he found another woman who's naimena, that's also grounds for divorce. So Michael Mifli, what is the machlokas tanaim in our Mishnah based on? So Bid Reish Lakish, the machlokas is based on the teaching of Reish Lakish. Dam Reish Lakish. Ki mishamish ba'arba l'shonos. The word ki in the Torah means four different things. It, it can mean e, which is if, dilma, maybe, ella, rather, meaning it's a way of undoing a previous phrase, and daha, it could mean because. So there's a machlokas tanaim, what the word ki means when, we, when the Torah says about gerishin. So beishamay sabri, beishamay says when the Pasuk says, vayim lo simtsachein be'enav, Ki matzava ervas davar. It means deha matzava ervas davar. That if she's uh, she doesn't find chain be'enav, 
because he was Matzah Erevas Davar. That that's the only reason that he's able to divorce her, but not for any other reason. And Basil also said that in Mikdicha Tavshilo, he's able to divorce her also, that Erevas Davar means Erva or Davar, and the reason to divorce her is Ki Matzah O erva, o davar, because he had uh, he had either erva, he noticed either erva or davar. But Rabbi Akiva savar, Rabbi Akiva disagrees, and he holds ki matzaba ervas davar means if he finds an ervas davar. So uh, the the pasuk means that there are two reasons that you're able to divorce her. The first is inami and the second reason is that meaning the Torah is telling us a couple's going to get divorced why are they going to get divorced? Oh, it could be simply they're just not getting along anymore he thinks he can get along better with somebody else that's what we call he thinks he'll have a better marriage with, uh, with somebody else Inami, or something terrible happened. And the Torah is just giving both both examples, but it's all be- it's all based on what the word key means. So the machlokas beshamay and besilo we explained first, right? That was about how to understand the phrase ervas davar. Are those one thing or two things, right? And the machlokas between besham besilo on the one hand and Rabbi Akiva on the other hand, that's based on the word key. That's how to how to how to touch the word key in the pasuk. So now the Gemara discusses. Okay, what if a person gets divorced, a couple gets divorced without cause. Uh, what if uh, there was nothing wrong? She didn't do, there was no erva, there was no davar. So is the halacha now that he has to remarry her because he did wrong by divorcing her? So Rav says to Papa, we have a raya that you don't have to remarry her. From the fact that the Torah is megala to us, when a man is rachman al-san, ma'ane se naru besula, it says, that even if it only said I would know that he's not allowed to be right there's no generally with Yisurim there's no like statute of limitations like oh the Yisur is only until a certain point and then Averos just uh, don't apply anymore so obviously it means so what does teach me that that not only that he's not allowed to divorce her uh, throughout for the rest of his life but if he does he has an obligation to remarry her they could have been divorced already for 20 years but each day that he's living without her he's living in sin he has an obligation to remarry her he's being mevat al mitzvah of remarrying her so, so from the fact that the Torah tells me that in the context of being ma'ane senar besula it's dafka by being ma'anis that the Torah is being megalit to us that uh, we force him to remarry her. Avul but by anyone else who divorces their wives without uh, erva, without sirchan, without her doing anything wrong, my david avid. So whatever's done is done. We don't, you don't have to remarry her. Because if anyone who ever divorced their wives, shalokadin, had an obligation of, uh, of remarrying them, why would the Torah have to tell me by someone who was ma'anis, a girl, and that's, that was the reason that he married her in the first place, that he's ba'amod the no, everybody's bamodachzer. Anytime you divorce a woman that you're uh, that you're not supposed to, uh, you have an obligation. So it must be that no. When you know, normally, if a person gets divorced without cause, they don't have an obligation to remarry. But if a person violated an iser of luyuchul shalchu kol yamav, then he has an obligation to uh, to remarry. So amr What if a, a man is planning on divorcing his wife? 
But they haven't yet gotten divorced, so she's still serving him and cooking him dinner every night, and uh, so and uh, there's they're sleeping together and everything. So mahu. So is that an iser or not? So Kariale, Rabbi said about uh, about such a uh, couple, such a man. That sometimes you give a person a false sense of security, that you're plotting something evil against them and they don't know about it. So over here also, the woman uh, is trusting of her husband, so uh, he's not allowed to be thinking of divorcing her and doing terribly, you know, and, uh, and, and, and leaving her uh, without expressing that to her. Uh, so he has to he has to change one thing or the other, either uh, communicate with her where he's holding, or uh, get, you know decide not to divorce her if he wants to if he wants to stay with her. Okay, Tanya, just like there are people have different attitudes toward things that go wrong with their meal, with their food, so too people have different attitudes toward their, the pretzels of their wives. So sometimes they have a person that a fly falls into their coast and they'll throw out the whole coast, they won't drink it. So we're using that as a muscle for someone who uh, has zero tolerance when it comes to the priests of their wives. And that's like Papus Ben Yehuda, that when he would leave the house, he would know he would lock his wife in the house so that she shouldn't speak to anybody else, and then he would uh, then he would leave the house. And that's what uh, Rashi points out in the bottom Rashi. Um, this is not proper. He thinks he's going to prevent her from talking to other men this way. He's only going to encourage her from having inappropriate relationships. If he doesn't teach her a health, if, if he doesn't allow her a healthy uh, outlet and a healthy way of living, then she's going to uh, view every man as, because he's viewing every man as a potential uh, uh, mezana with his wife, she'll view every man as a potential uh, mezana with her. And that's also, so, so that's a, a very, a highly inappropriate behavior. Then you have people who are more moderate. That if a fly falls into their food, they'll throw away the fly, but they'll, they'll drink the rest of their drink. That's normal, that people are makbid on the pretzels of their wife, that they, uh, that, that they shouldn't be hanging out with, uh, with other men. But she could live life. She could uh, talk to her relatives. She, he doesn't lock her in the house every time, uh, every time he leaves. But uh, but if uh, she's behaving inappropriately, she's uh, she's talking to other men too much and things like that. So he's going to get upset about that. So that's a normal thing to do. And then you have a third uh, type of person where if a zvuv falls and for some reason the gemara changes the case now it's not letoch koso anymore now it's letoch tamchui into a cooked dish. So I saw that Achronim uh, raised the issue of why it changes it, but I didn't really understand their answers. So so uh, and, and this person doesn't mind he picks up the fly and he sucks out whatever uh, cholent is uh, caked on to the fly and, uh, and, and eats it you could do it without eating the fly itself because that would be an isidaraisa right? then it's not just a hanhaga then the person is mamish uh, violating an isidaraisa if he eats the fly but motso v'yoklo even though it's a tavshil that could be that's hot we assume that a fly uh, is nosin tam lufgam so it's not going to uh, it's not going to cause any uh, any kashrus problem 
problems. So even if it's nosin tam into the top, shall we assume it's nosin tam of gam? So it's not it's not considered roi lachilas adam. It's not going to cause any kashrus uh, problems. So anyway, zui midas adam ra. That's the midah of an adam ra. Sharoa is ishto yotza verosha prua v'tovu b'shuk. He sees his wife act with all sorts of pretzels. She goes out in uh, to, in, in dressed totally inappropriately. Upruma mishneit stadeh. She's uh, her hair is not uh, is not covered. She's uh, she's she's being tova b'shuk in front of everybody. Her her the sides of her clothing are wide open uh, and verochetzas in bnei adam. And she bathes in the river with other people. With uh, sounds like with men. So says more. Whoa, whoa. We just got went went to, uh, way, way too far over there. I mean, we started with uh, she doesn't cover her hair. Okay, she uh, she wears non seamstic clothes. She bathes with other men. In Bnei Adam, Salgadaydach. That's where we, uh, uh, where we have a Havamina, meaning Afilu Kal Shabakalim is not allowing his wife to be Rochetzes in Bnei Adam. We're talking about someone who has, you know, who has the wrong kind of attitude, not someone who's like, who's a, who's a lunatic, that he's going to be okay with his wife being Rochetzes in Bnei Adam. Of course he would have an obligation to, have, to divorce in such a case. So it's Reglayim Ludavra. She was Mizana if uh, she's Rochetzes in Bnei Adam. That's how Rashi and Tosos and Tosos also says that the Kasha of the Gemara is that he, even a, an Adam Ra is not Sovel. I mean, the way Rashi understands is uh, that, uh, that 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 uh, that that she's clearly being Mizan if she's Rochetzas and Bnei Adam, and that's why the Gemara immediately rejects it. But Tosos says no; it just means that even an Adam Ra would never uh, would never allow that, and even Isha that's a Kalsha Bekalos doesn't do such a thing. That's 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 uh, that behavior is totally off the rails. El Makom Shebnei Adam Rochsin. No, it means that she bathes in a place. Uh, uh, where other people uh, bathe, uh, you know, w- wearing clothing, meaning they're, uh, uh, but it's just uh, improper. Um, the, uh, the the uh, the that uh, she comes she, where where other people are bathing, she'll come, she'll cu- she'll arrive wearing clothing uh, to such a place, but not that she's actually physically bathing with other people. So zoom mitzvah min haTorah legarsha. So that uh, that level of pretzels, when you have such a such a level of pretzels that the woman. Uh, Acts with so then there's a mitzvah midaraisa to divorce shnemar ki ervas davar v'shulchem iveso etc. So even though she's not asura to midin zona, but it's still mitzvah legarsha because she's being noheg a minag pritzus. So now the brisa explains the hemshach of the pesukim v'halcha v'yisel the ishacher. So we're talking about a woman who uh, behaves in such a way and then she goes and marries somebody else. So hakasav kro acher. The pasuk specifically calls the next husband who decides to uh, to marry. This woman specifically calls him an, an acher, calls him uh, someone else, because it could have said ish sheni. So for so the fact that uh, you know, or the that, that's the way the marsha understands. Other acharim say it didn't need any word. It could have just said the ish. I know it's not referring to the first guy, so it must be an ish acher. Why do you have to say ish acher? What's the extra word acher? Lomer ben zugo to say that the guy who marries her next is not the same type of guy as the guy who married her first. The one who divorced her, who was married to her first and divorced her when he saw this kind of behavior was doing a good thing by being motzi rishon mitok peso, by getting uh, rid of, uh, of, the, of the rishos. And this other person is 
is going, the second husband is going and he's being machlis to Risha Lutoch Beis. So he's taking this evil woman into his house. That's what the Gemara in the first parak of Sota discusses how a Sota doesn't do Yibum. A Sota would only do Chalitza, she would not do Yibum. Meaning, what happens if a woman became a Sota, but they didn't get divorced yet, and then the husband dropped dead, and he didn't have any children? So there are three or four different Shitos as to why it is that the Sota doesn't do Yibum. So one of the Shitos as to why it is that the Sota doesn't do Yibum is this, is that you're going to tell a guy that your brother was uh, would have been required to divorce her. He had to be Motsi Rishul Tokhbeso, and you're going to be Machlis Rishul Tokhbeso, and we're going to tell you that you're obligated to do that, that there's a mitzvah to do that? No, there's no mitzvah to do Yibum in, uh, in such a case, because you're an Acher if you do something like that. You're an outsider. Zacha, uh, Sheni, um, if, uh, if the uh, second uh, the, the, uh, husband is, uh, is, is Zocha, then Shilcha, then he'll also divorce her. Shnemar, Usneo, Isha Acheron, that, uh, that uh, this, the Pasuk then continues and says, and if the next guy uh, doesn't like her, so because of the Savior Christus, Vinasam Biada, Vimlav, and if he's not Zocha, so he's going to die while his wife is still alive. Kovarto, she's going to bury him. Shnemar, because the Pasuk says, or that the Yisha Achron is going to die. And he deserves it. So that the first husband got rid of the rishos from his house. And this guy brought in this evil woman into his house. So he deserves uh, what he got. So even though he knew what had happened in the first marriage, he, did, he, he, he still was willing to marry her. So now the Gemara discusses if a man divorces a wife who he doesn't get along with, whether he's knowing uh, properly whether he's been knowing properly or not. I Meaning, what if he just doesn't like her? So the Pasuk in Malachi says that Kisane Shilach, that uh, the Pasuk says, al Yivgod, Kisane Shalach. So there's Machlok Samurai, what does Kisane Shalach mean? Rabbi Yudah Amar Im Senesa, if he doesn't like his wife, Shalach, divorce her, even though there's no Dvar Erva, there's no, nothing she ever did wrong to him, but they're not getting along. So if they're not getting along, so you should divorce her. Rabbi Yochanan no, the Pasuk is saying that a man who's Megarish, his wife, just because uh, uh, they're not getting along, HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't like him. He's Sanu Lifnei Hashem. That's what Sanu Shalach means. Not that Sanu, if you don't like her, if you're not getting along, Shalach, then you should divorce her. No, Sanu Shalach, the one who divorces her, is, is hated by HaKadosh Baruch Hu for divorcing her without being Matzabad Dvar Erva. So uh, the Gemara explains, Velo Pligi. And the truth is, it's not really even a, uh, a Machlokas. By the way, meaning, what, didn't we already discuss this in the Mishnah about what the reason to, to divorce is? Meaning, now we're having a, a drasha from a pasuk in uh, Malachi. So that, that's what uh, Rashi points out that even according to Beis Hillel, that you're able to be megarisher if you find dvar sircha and if you find something that she did wrong, like tavshilo, even without a dvar erva. But but if if you do it, it's still sanui. Uh, it's still some something that uh, that that's not uh, that Baruch Hu is not is not happy about. Um, the another gear. Rashi quotes is Im Sinuahi Lefneamakum Shalach. And that's what Marshal's gear says as well, which is like the Beshamai Dafka, that only if she's Snua Lefnea Makom because of the way she's she's behaved, which means you found a Dvar Erva, only then Shalach, only then should you uh, should you divorce her. But anyway, Vlopliki, Rabbi Yudha Rabbi Yochanan 
are not disagreeing whether it's proper to be Megari Shanisha where you didn't find a Dvar Erva. Rabbi Yochum says that Sonu Hamishaleach, that's Dafka with his first wife, the Eishas Nu'urim. Um, and that's where the Pasuk is talking about. The Pasuk says, So that you know, the, your first wife, you shouldn't divorce unless you find the Dvar Erva. But Rabbi Yudu says that if you're not getting along, Shalach, then you should divorce her. That's with the second wife. She, the second wife, you're allowed to divorce if you're not getting along, even though you don't find a Dvar Erva. Um, and, and the way he understands the Pasuk is that there are two halves of the Pasuk. There's Uveshis and Recha Al Yivgod, period. And Kisani Shalach is about a separate case. That Sani Shalach is something, uh, something different. So then we find that if a person is Megari Shishto Rishona, that that's uh, considered to be a terrible thing. It's considered a tragic thing. Domer of Lazar, called Megari Shishto Rishona, Afilu Mizbeach, Moral of Dema'os. Anyone who's Megari, his first wife, even the Mizbeach sheds tears over it. Shem of Zos Shainis Tasu, Kasos Dima, as Mizbeach Hashem Bechiva Anaka, Me'ain Od Penos Alamincha, Velakachas Rotso Miedchem, Vamarte. Alma, Alki Hashem, Hayid, Bencha, Uvein Ashes, Nurecha, Asher Anta, Begantaba, Vichavertacha, the Ashes Prisecha. So we were Belazar's darshaning that the Mizbeach is covered with its own tears, Kaviachal, on, on, about the husband who rebelled against his Ashes Nurim, who was his first wife, and he was Megarisher without finding proper cause for being Megarisher, just on account of Sinna alone, and that for that the Mizbeach is more Dema'us. Models of everybody on Meseches Gittin. Tomorrow we will pick up with Meseches Kiddush and Daf Beis. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you. Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov.